Welcome to In Our Words, Black Entrepreneurs Speak Wisconsin. The mission of this podcast is to provide a more holistic understanding of the African-American entrepreneur in the state of Wisconsin. Specifically, we seek to gain in-depth understanding regarding challenges faced and overcome by black business owners, while also providing success stories and strategies implemented along the way that has helped grow their business startup and growth resources. All right, so we're back with another episode of In Our Words podcast, and this episode is a very special one because we should have had it about what was it about a month ago right we should have been here about a month ago but we uh we lost like electricity in the building and uh we had to reschedule and get back here another time but we got the we got some we got some very special guests on the podcast today are you mentally physically and emotionally prepared to become an entrepreneur do you have questions around how to mentally prepare yourself the journey can be challenging and success does not happen overnight so we got some brothers here to talk about how to physically and mentally prepare yourself to become an entrepreneur because it can be very, very challenging. We have J.D. Murphy, owner of Mentor Systems, located in the Green Bay area. Yep. J.D.'s been conducting character development training for, what, 23 years now? 23 years, 23 yeah. 23 years. We got brother Ambrose here, owner of Masebo Fitness. Did I say that right? Masebo. Masebo. Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> that is in the Milwaukee area. And Bros is a social entrepreneur integrating his experience, owning and operating a healthy lifestyle company for 16 years, right? Yes, sir. About 16 years. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's definitely a pleasure. So what we're going to start by is I'm going to start with you, Ambrose. You know, um, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, right? So um, where does it where does it all begin for you? Who, 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 let me ask you this question. Who is Ambrose? Mm, that's a... I guess a good question. <laughs> Who is Ambrose? Mm. Um, like you said, social entrepreneur, that's something that's come up the last couple of years for me. Uh, prior to that, I was working at a nonprofit, only a nonprofit, I should say, uh, focused on education and social emotional learning for students with Sky Schools, a program I still not direct, uh, you know, as, as well as running my company. And prior to that, I was at a, a youth center called Journey House Youth Mentorship. So before all that, I was doing only my business for eight years. What I realized is that the impact I wanted to have on young people wasn't happening in that business. If I kept doing that business, which was successful, I probably would never come back to doing youth work. So I actually stopped my business or pivot, made a pivot 2013, went online, went to go be of more of service in the nonprofit space. So I feel like I'm coming back full circle now, integrating what I know from business, now what I know from human services to make an even bigger impact. And also be uh, successful financially as well. So what you're saying is that throughout your experience, you've learned a lot. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a continuous learning process, 100%. Yep. And that continuous learning process, you were able to go back kind of to where you started and be like, hey, I've learned this. So, you know, implement those strategies to be more effective the next time, right? 100%. So, you know, you know about that. So since you started, what's changed for you mentally, physically, spiritually? You know, and how do you balance you know, so much learning and so much of the world at one time. How do you balance it all? Yeah, I mean, physically, first of all, just being younger, you just have more more energy. <laughs> and I know not that I'm super old now, I don't have energy, but just being a younger person, my ability to go was just different. Lacking sleep, being able to stay up late at night. Uh, now sleep is a big, big deal for me, right? So 10 o'clock, 10.30, I'm in bed, right? So it's super important. So that's, that's physically. You know, I still work out four times, five times a week. Um, but for me, I think it's been the process of letting go of some of my desires that I had as a young person that was, I think, necessary when you're getting started to be super passionate, working really hard. And then around 30, I was like, you know what? I made that pivot and I really went to more of a, um, I guess I call Buddhist uh, lifestyle where I let go of some of those aspirations, some of those goals and really focused on, you know, the inner process. And the weird thing now, not weird, the, the thing now, the awesome thing now is that some of these things I was striving for years ago are coming to me a lot more easily. Um, and as I said to, before we started the podcast, I had a really productive week. Um, like quick little story, I had a, a, a spot that I wanted to talk to during the pandemic because I was like, hey, man, people probably are stressed out. Maybe I can be of service for some meditation, some guided relaxation, some breathing techniques. You know, so I made a nice formal email, shot over the email. Didn't hear back from nobody, no problem. I went to the spot, talked to the manager. She said, that's a great idea. I said, well, I emailed, you know, your, your, someone, I, you know, just in case, you, don't, you know, you're, if that's you, let me know. Didn't hear back from them at all. 
And then two years later, I actually just did a speaking engagement at that same location via another company. So serendipity, we were talking about that earlier as well. I have a lot of that stuff happening to me now. Um, so that's more of, I guess, the spiritual side. And the mental side is um, all of the skill sets that come along with entrepreneurship and being an elite person, um, time management, organization. Uh, I said earlier, habits, my routines are really important. Um, you know, so the things I, I teach with performance coaching are the things that keep me mentally well. But the main thing, I'm happy we're here in person, is I realized through the pandemic is social connection, pounds, hugs, handshakes, head nods, laughing. Like, that's the part that I think I've always have liked as an athlete, you know, as a coach. But really now as a business owner, I want to make sure I can cultivate spaces like that for us to have better connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's transition to my brother, J.D., over here. Good J morning. Yeah, good morning to you, brother. Thank you. Thank uh, you. you know, we talked about it a little bit. You, you, you told me you had a good night stay in Milwaukee yeah, last night. Yeah, 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 yeah you're feeling fantastic. good. Yeah. yeah, so tell me, tell me. you know, we're, I'm going to ask you a similar question here. Who, who is J.D. Murphy? Okay. Oh, gee. I do have to get the get the resume out or something like that. Is that what you, what you want me to do? I'll let Ambrose tell my story. He's a good at it. <laughs> okay. uh, J.D. Murphy, I'm a, from Colorado, as a matter of fact. I've been in Green Bay for 30 years. Um, I have three children, um, three grown children, as a matter of fact. I've got a son in California, got a daughter in Texas, and I've got my youngest son here who's uh, um, in Mo oh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yep. but the other, the other, Wauwatosa. Thank yep. you. And Wauwatosa, yeah, that's, that's my baby boy. And when you saw his picture, you go, what? <laughs> uh, so, J.D., um, uh, a minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is probably the most important thing. And as an entrepreneur, I've been, I've been doing entrepreneurship training for a while. I was entrepreneurship development specialist at NWTC for a bit. Um, worked with nonprofits, operated in a nonprofit. Um, was a pastor for three and a half years. So in all of these things, I've, I've learned over a period of time what, um, what my gifts are and what my skills are, uh, and then also how to apply them for the benefit of those around me. So my company is called Mentor Systems, as you mentioned before. And my goal, my perspective, and my point is to help people understand and attain more of their potential. And I do that through a program that's called the Flag Page. Very colorful, very easy, and there's a whole lot of fun to do. And the point is to help people identify who they are when they're at their best. So I've been doing that for a while, off and on, off and on, off and on. And then as I shared it with um, some good friends of mine in Green Bay, each time I do um, have conversations with them and, and we get into that subject about what they're struggling with or what they're working on, and I go back to this thing that I do, they keep saying, J.D., you, you need to be doing this all the time, man. You are so good at this, and this is so natural for you. You need to be just doing this. And so that was back in June of 21. And you know, I spent some time thinking about it this time, a lot more time thinking about it. Again. You know, they're right. And, and, uh, and though I'm, I'm a full-time employee um, for another company, it just seemed to me that, all right, now's the time. I'm, I'm, uh, I turned 66 in July. And, okay, so I'm, I'm retireable. Is that a good word? <laughs> I'm retireable. <laughs> okay. So um, I said, okay, so let's, let's just do this. I've got the experience. I know what I'm doing. People love it. I have success with it. Let's just find our way into this thing that I'm supposed to be doing, into what my purpose is. And Ambrose and I, we all talked about that a bit last time we got together. And in doing that and, and uh, watching the results of that, it seemed, okay, this is my encore career, we'll call it. So I just began working in this area. And uh, more and more people are responding to this. I'm finding more and more in different kinds of opportunities. Um, in schools, as a matter of fact. So Ambrose and I are going to have to talk about those things. And with sports teams. Also, so um, that's, uh, that's it in a nutshell. I plan to be doing this for the rest of my natural life. Um, what I love to do, though, is um, I'd also started a company called um, Jabez Business Owner Development. And if you know about the, the scripture of, of Jabez, um, where he says, bless me, in the, bless me, Lord, and enlarge my territory. Uh, it's all about, that's a business owner's scripture. And what people don't understand is that is that God called you to business in some cases. And if he's called you into business, it means that he wants to enlarge your territory, but not for you, but for the benefit of the kingdom. But how do you do that? Because sometimes we talked about this also. Sundays, saints, Monday through Saturday, ain'ts. And sometimes it's because the, the pressure of business is so um, different and it's demanding and it causes some people to take those shortcuts. 
that um, they can derail them. But they want to. They want to have Jesus Christ on the, on the throne of their lives and of their business. But it's hard, and they don't know how. So Jabez Business Owner Development was developed for that. And so Jabez and Mentor Systems are, are sister companies, we might say. And just depending on who I'm talking to and how deeply they want to go into the spiritual side of business ownership, we can certainly do that. The, the tools are, are virtually the same because the tools come from God. Okay. So, yeah, definitely. And um, I want to dive deeper into the conversation of what you were just uh, mentioning. It seems like you, you have a lot of multiple different business ventures mm-hmm. and the things that you do, especially within your life and uh, being a pastor and um, mm-hmm. things like that. So I'm going to ask you a similar question that I ask Ambrose is um, since you started, you know, um, what's changed for you mentally, physically and spiritually? And how do you and how do you balance? That's um. It's harder for me than it is for Ambrose because he's a little bit younger than I am. <laughs> so when you talked about the, the health part, I have to pay close attention to, um, to what I'm eating and, and when I'm exercising. Uh, recovery times are a little bit longer. So I can't exercise as much as I used to because the, it just takes longer to get, the things to get back in, in alignment. But uh, it's definitely very, very important and very, very necessary. So uh, that's the physical part of it. The mental part of it is to just is to read and read the important things, uh, not only for, for personal growth, for spiritual growth, but just for entertainment as well. Just read some things for entertainment to just let the mind go in and, um, and experience some creativity by, by imagination. The, um, so that's the mental, that's the, the physical. The spiritual is, well, it's always been there. Reading the Word, of course, is important. And my challenge is that I don't, I don't take the time to do that as much as I used to because I'm not pastoring right now. But um, one thing that I need to mention is I, uh, I also lead a men's, a men's ministry, rather a ministry to men, that is called Kinsman Warriors, Kinsman, K-I-N-S-M-A-N, Kinsman Warriors, that I've been doing for 22 years. Um, the, the beauty of that is that because I'm the, I'm the leader and the facilitator developer of that, I do get a chance to study with the guys all the time. And my role is really just to be a facilitator and just bring guys together. They have this subject that we're going to be talking about. We've got a little short book called The Purple Book. If you have the chance, get a hold of The Purple Book. And it's a great little Bible study on discipleship. So we just go through that. The last time we went through it, as a matter of fact, we're finishing up our second go-round. It's taken about three years to get through a, a book that's about 110 pages. And you ask me, why does it take three years to get through a book that's 110 pages? <laughs> and the, the, the reason for that is that when we start the discussion, and because everybody is involved and everyone feels comfortable, we just start, start going and talking about these things. And as a result, there's growth that happens. And we do that every other week. So now that the viewers and the listeners are able to, uh, you know, get a better understanding of who you two gentlemen are, let's open the conversation up a little bit, right? So what do you think the elements of a successful entrepreneur are? What do you think, like, what makes people successful entrepreneurs and how are they able to um, sustain or to build, um, you know, strengths that are going to help them continue and be successful? I mean, I'm sure it's different for everybody. For me, I would say it's uh, been my curiosity. Um, you know, I tell people a lot of times that I didn't start off this way. That was not my goal to be a business owner, let alone be an entrepreneur. And honestly, the entrepreneur part came, you know, just more recently after I'm realizing like, oh, wow, I'm doing consistently doing things. I'm building businesses. I'm failing and I'm doing it again. And someone who is an entrepreneur told me I'm an entrepreneur and I had to go home and like think about it. Like, oh, am I really, am I really that? So I would say uh, curiosity is the first one. And for, and the second one's openness. Um, you know, early on, I was a personal trainer. I didn't even want to do group training. I was so stuck on that one way of doing things. And as we know, entrepreneurs, they are opportunistic people that can maximize opportunities as they come up. So I would say those two for sure. And maybe one more I'll add to that is is, is courage. Um, Sometimes people think, oh, wow, you're doing this great podcast, Ray John, you must be. They have no idea what's happening on the back on the back end and how much uh, courage it takes. When I say courage, I'm not talking about bravery. I'm talking about courage, meaning that it's a scary to do entrepreneurship, and we do it anyways, and we learn on the back end how to be better at it. But there's a lot of failure that happens as well. So I would say just those, not just those three things, but for me, definitely courage, openness, and curiosity. No, that's good. That's good. Um, my experience has been very similar to that, and. Uh, 
what I share with people also is that uh, purpose is extremely important. And in other words, if you, one of the things that causes entrepreneurs to go from this to this to this to this is that they're just not sure of what they're supposed to be doing. And I tell them, and the part of my training is to help them identify who they are when they're at their best. Because when you, when you know yourself, then you can find out that all of these things that you want to express are, are right there. And all these things that you want to express will tell you what your purpose is, what you're supposed to be doing. And believe it or not, all of it, every person that I've worked with, we are all here to serve others. The question is, how do you do that? What is God's plan for you to do that? And when you find that, and, uh, and it's really not as difficult as some people think, because you're doing it all the time. You just don't recognize that that's what you're doing. Now, let me give you this example, uh, or make this statement. When I ask people a lot of times that are, that are entrepreneurs, what do people continue to come to you for? What, what, do they, what do they seek you out for? What is it that you contribute to people's lives and they continue, someone, someone's always asking you to do this or always asking you about this. That's, that's, a, that's where you're supposed to be. That's your niche because that's how people recognize you. Now what you have to do then is just develop that. Now we get to the place that, that Ambrose was talking about. Curiosity, courage, so opportunity, all of those things will follow you and, and help you get to that point that you need to be at when you say, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is who I am when I'm at my best. And when I express this and when I go after this, when I use these skills, these gifts to be a blessing to others, that's when those doors start to open. And sometimes it's, it's, it's serendipitous and you just don't know. And you get a phone call out of nowhere and say, hey, can you participate in this with us? And you say yes to that. <laughs> And then something else comes out of that, and then something else, and something else, and then suddenly you go, oh my gosh, I didn't know I would be doing this. And you mentioned something that I think is very important. You were, you were saying, um, you know, the people, I guess, that are around you, or maybe, you know, um, I guess where I'm going is, uh, how important is it to have and maintain a positive, um, you know, and supporting social circle? within entrepreneurship how important is that with you know you have people who come to you but the people who come to you making sure those people are the right people you know and are are, are you know as much as you're maybe motivating them they're motivating you too you know you got to bring something to the table nowadays right so how important is it um to maintain a positive and supporting social circle within entrepreneurship and life i guess it, it's it's necessary and it's not always easy hmm. and the part that's not always easy is that um, finding people that think like you do mm. is not always a simple thing because as you're growing, sometimes you outgrow people, mm. you see. And if they've been friends of yours for a long, long time and it's time for you to move forward, that can be a, a, a difficult thing to say, I'm, I'm not going to spend as much time with, with these folks or this person anymore or, or I'm, just, I'm not going to see them at all anymore. Uh, that's, that's tough because we, we want to love those who have been supportive of us. But if the support, as you mentioned, is always one way, okay? if you're supporting them more than they're supporting you, if the conversation that they have or the things that they want to talk about are not goal-oriented um, or about making progress, there may be time to make some decisions about that. So, yes, you have to have a social circle that understands that you are an entrepreneur, that understands that you have things that you've been given to do that you have to accomplish. And as a result of that, this is how I think, and these are the things that I'm looking for. And this is what, I'll put it this way, this is what support looks like to me. That helps. Let them know. Be transparent. I'm letting that sit a little bit. <laughs> yeah, to uh, that point, I would say you got to you have to protect your energy. Oh, um, you know, so I'm sure well all three of us people probably like hanging out with us because we have a certain energy. As you said, right? People say, "Oh, I like I just like your energy." People ask me sometimes to go for coffee, and I ask the question, "Hey, why'd you reach out to me?" I don't know. I just like how you post things on Instagram, or I like your energy that I, that I see on Facebook, right? So. With that energy, you're either going to be finding people who are energy drainers. They take they take more than, than they give. And the opposite is they are givers, right? And I think we're probably all givers. And I'm okay with giving more than I, than, than I take. Uh, I think that's what makes entrepreneurs successful. But to Artie's point, at some point, I got to figure out what that looks like, you know, for me. So those people that are taking, I get to figure out ways to, um, you know, 
what can I can control? Like, for example, with the, the pandemic, 20 minute meetings is the standard now. I'll give you I'll give you 20 minutes and I have to go to a coffee shop to meet you. I have no problem doing that. So it goes with that time management piece. Uh, but then there are people who literally you have to get out of your life. And that was a that was hard for me to do uh, early on for me. Honestly, I was I was family because I had an idea what I wanted to do. And it wasn't, you know, their fault. I have a, a, a lesson that's called Beyond the Pale. I had to learn the biology of trust and what's happening there. It's my family's job. You know, you're a young person. You want to do, do a business and they'd never seen that before. So it's their job to protect you. So, but the pale was if we were going to be on the tribe, right? And you two are the fastest and the strongest, and you go out to get some, some, some meat, to go out to get some berries, some nuts for us, right? We we have to worry about you leaving the pale because let's say if I try to do that and I'm not as big as fast or strong as y'all, I'm gonna go get some food. My mom, my dad, my dad, the, the, the tribe has to say, hey, Ambrose, not yet. You stay here with us where it's safe. So I use that with business a lot because entrepreneur when I was younger, I got so upset that people weren't supporting me. And it's like, oh, they were supporting me. They were trying to protect me mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. new thing that they never seen before. Right. right. So I use that a lot. And now that helps me understand that's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. So I think now I'm a little bit more compassionate, more empathy, and I can actually talk people through that. Like, hey, I'll go to watch a basketball game with you, but I'm not talking about business with you because you only talk about business and you don't actually take action. So talking to me about a business without action drains me. <laughs> I'm a I'm a coach, so I want to get some stuff done. So I think to your point, I, I just explain to people uh, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, and what I need from them, and let them know, hey, if you want to do X, Y, or Z, I may or may not be the right person for that. But I love you, right? We're friends, but it might only be once a year now. It might be only on Sundays, right? I have certain friends for certain things. And then people that I do business with, you know, sometimes those things are together, which I actually love doing business with friends and family, but also sometimes not. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good point. And you you talked about um, what do you call it the, the pale beyond the pale beyond yeah. the pale. Mm-hmm. Part of the teaching that I do with um, with emotional control and emotional intelligence is help people understand that um, there's a there's a mind inside of you that is that is all about protecting you. Um, well, let's put it this way. It sounds like protection. It's really judgment. Okay? So those folks that say, baby, you shouldn't do, you hear me? <laughs> hey, slow it down. I didn't want to jump in right there and, you know, mess you up a little bit. But Go can ahead. you repeat what you just said? I want to make sure that it doesn't go over any heads, you know, in this, in mm-hmm. my viewers. So repeat that for me. Okay, so, so as Ambrose was talking about pills, um, there's a, a training that I do about, the five minds, okay, there, there are five minds that are part of you. There's a child when you were six years old that is still inside of you at six years old. And that person, that child needs security and safety and protection. And he or she is always bombarding your conscious mind to give him security um, and protection, okay, safe, security, safety, and protection. The others are the parent mind or the adult mind, that's speaking to your conscious mind, and that one is always judging. Okay, mm. so it sounds like protection for you, but it's really judgment of your decisions. You see, are you sure you ought to be doing that, baby? I don't know. Now, well, why don't you come back and you know, why don't we just talk about this? Why don't you just slow? Down? You need to just slow down sometimes. You know that. You know, are all of these things that sound good and sound like protection, but are, are but are meant to keep you close enough that watch this that you don't outgrow them. Okay. The third mind is there's a thing that's called Freddy. Everybody knows about, or many people know about Nightmare on Elm Street and who Freddy is, okay? So he used Freddy to talk about the against energy that comes out of you that you don't know is happening, but again, it's meant to protect you. And so Freddy is against this, and he's against him, and he's against her, and all of the time, what happens is you are always taken back to negative memories of similar situations. And I could go on with that, but you know, we, we, could get, we could get into that in a, in a lot of details. But because of those things that happen, we find that entrepreneurs are going through this daily. You know, those three minds are talking to you daily. Now, the other two are your conscious mind, that is the decision maker, your subconscious mind, which is the implementer of all decisions. So if you, you're in control of the conscious mind, you tell the subconscious mind what to create for you. The challenge is these other three minds are always vying for the conscious mind and telling the conscious mind, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And so the conscious mind gives up sometimes, says, okay, 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 okay. I, I can't do that because 
I need to do this. And the subconscious mind says, okay, then that's what we're going to do. And you've heard it many, many times. We produce, you get what you think about. Simple statement, but there's so much behind it that we don't understand. So that's, uh, that's what entrepreneurs are facing all the time. And until you can, as Ambrose said, take that apart and understand that those pieces are going on inside of you, if you don't have purpose, if you don't have something that drives you and keeps you focused, if you don't have a true north, which is what, I, what my training gives people, if you don't have a true north, when you fall off, you're lost. And you don't have any way to get back to where you were because you are unclear about who you are and what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And that goes into exactly what I kind of want to talk about here because this is an authentic podcast. This is a podcast where we speak truth, you know, and um, you spoke about transparency and communicating, you know, and being able to communicate your, you know, what, how to protect you, how to support you. And if you're not supporting this, this is what I need and this is what I'm going to do. And then you, you speak about who you are and knowing who you are. So um, with all of that coming together, what does what does authenticity look like uh, for both of you? And how is it how important is it for you to be authentic within your work? you know to show up in spaces authentically you all the time um in those spaces how important is that important it's it's absolutely necessary people need to know that you're consistently you um as an entrepreneur that when you come to the table as a business person that that your integrity is your identity don't use that phrase your ident your integrity is your identity who you are and who you say you are have to match. People need to know that they can count on you to be that person when they need you to be that person. And when it's time to relax, and, and okay, we're, not, we're not talking business anymore, as, as uh, Ambrose mentioned, okay? We can play a little. We can, we can have some fun. But if you want to talk about business, I'm going to take this baseball cap I have, and I'm going to switch it. I'm going to put the, you know, okay, so now the business bill is, is on, and, and my voice changes. My attitude changes. Um, my physiology changes because we're talking about business. If you say, okay, J.D., that's enough. We, we, we need to relax now. Okay, I'm going to take the baseball cap, and I'm going to turn it around, and the bill is going to say, fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to enjoy ourselves. We're going to just enjoy the conversation and just be who we are together. But if, uh, if you're not, if, if, if people can't count on you to be who you say you are, they won't trust you in business. It, it's, they can't. So when you're putting together a proposal or you're, you're offering your services to people, you have to be the guy that's 100% reliable in what you say. One of the things that a lot of folks, a lot of entrepreneurs have difficulty with, especially um, sole providers, is being on time. And they really don't understand how important it is to be on time. Because when you first offered me your services, you said I could count on you to do this. But when we have an appointment that's set for 8 o'clock and you don't show up before or at 8 o'clock, in fact, I don't even hear from you until 8.20, and, oh, hey, I'm running late. That's a no-no, huh? That's the man, look here. <laughs> <laughs> See, so you, you need to understand that how important it is that if, you're, if, you're not, if you cannot deliver what you say you're going to deliver, you need to renegotiate ahead of time. Renegotiate ahead. Of, it's as simple as that. Just to call me, call me to half an hour or 20 minutes and say, look, I'm running five minutes late. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll be there as quickly as I can. The reason why you're going to be late is not as important as the fact that you called. Okay, you, were, you represented and you, you had integrity. A lot of bars from J.D. over here. I'm like <laughs> taking notes. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> he's in um, facts, man. Yeah, he's, you said it right away because um, we're authentic. You know, as a blogger, listen to entrepreneurship, YouTube, that word for me becomes a little bit um, – like a buzzword, being authentic, and you use the word consistent. So I, I would replace for me authenticity with consistency because if you're consistent, that is your authentic self. Mm -hmm. So I was taking that authenticity, I think, um, the wrong way up front, you know, talking about being vulnerable, and I'm like, I don't – I got to share my – I thought I had to, like, expose myself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I used to have – I have a, I have a, uh, a newsletter – and I was doing that, and I realized like this is not, this is not working, right? I was I was forcing it. That wasn't being natural. So I would say along with being consistent, being natural. Mm -hmm. And for me, like I'm a coach. After I leave here, I'm gonna go coach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I show up in coaching gear, you know. Whereas back in the day, my my only thought of success was being able to wear a tie to work. Like when I got out of college, I thought, oh, if I wear a tie to work, I'm successful. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter what the job was, and I was selling education, all my education back then. And I'm thinking back, like, wow, where did I get that idea that wearing a tie equates to success? 
and I wanted to play in, in the NFL, right? And that would have been wearing a football uniform. So anyways, I think the consistency piece that JD spoke to is so real um, because that's what people, they want, but they don't expect it. So when someone meets mm-hmm. me, they, they actually say things like, wow, you're, you're like, you're like how you are on Instagram. It's like, yeah. Because <laughs> if I wasn't, I would have to be putting on a show. And that would be that would be going back to energy. That would be draining for me. Mm-hmm. So I try to be the way I am all the time. But I do have a, I call it flip the switch. I can flip a switch. You know, if that's gearing down, you know, family mode tonight, I have my family over. There won't be any business talk. Just be hanging out with my family. But then there's the business conversations where I do kind of get jacked up. Um, but for the most part, it's about being consistent. Okay, definitely. We talk. Um, we talk a lot about about growth, you know, and um, I think that's so important because a lot of times, you know, within, you know, specifically our community, I think a lot of times people want things right away and are not appreciative or looking and appreciating the journey of, you know, their growth within their business. They want stuff, you know, quick, quick, quick. Like, you know, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to get rich right away. Like, that's not the truth, right? So let me ask you guys, let me ask you this. What is it, you know, as black men, you know, especially in Wisconsin, you know, what is it like? What does it feel like um, owning and operating a business, you know, in this community, in your respected communities, what is what is that feeling like? It's when you take those those factors: black man, entrepreneur, Wisconsin. Uh, those three things require something different of us. Now we've always known that we have to be just this much better than everybody else. We've all every we all know that. But when you say that you're going to be a businessman, it goes up another level. You have to be not just that much better than everybody else. You have to be that plus this much better. Now, let me give you an example. Uh, many times, one of the things that's, that's prevalent in minority-owned businesses is the service industry. Okay? Very few minority-owned businesses in Wisconsin. Now, I'm not saying there are none because I, I, know, I know some gentlemen that are they're doing some fantastic work in, in um, hard skills, business engineering, and, and owning engineering companies and, and things of that nature. But one of the things that's necessary is you have to have a good grasp on those elements of business um, that come out of who you are as a person. Let me give you this example. If your finances are not in order as a person, your finances will not be in order as a business person. Okay, We have to start there because Sometimes, when you, especially in a, a service-oriented business where you're doing something for someone, it's, it's easy to, you know, I'm going to take the pay that I'm going to get and we're going out to dinner tonight. Okay, but did you pay the, did you pay the light bill? <laughs> did you pay your phone bill? You see, and when those things start to, start to are, are consistently missed, then you don't have a business. You've got a side hustle and it's, not, it's going nowhere because you're going to give it up. The first time you hear no, it wasn't that important anyway. But especially if you're going to take a service business where, where you are the, it's face-to-face, one-on-one, and you're doing something for another person, you need to show up and you need to be right. And all those things need to be in order. So your bills need to be paid. You need to understand finances. Um, I talk to people about the sales roller coaster, especially as, as uh, um, not just as entrepreneurs, but especially as sole proprietors. And the sales roller coaster is you do everything that you can to get business ramped up. And you're climbing the hill, climbing the hill. You're, pro- you're prospecting. You're doing presentations. You're doing demonstrations. All of these things. And then you make the sale, and then you have to service the sale. Okay? And then all your time is spent on servicing. Okay? <laughs> You'll get this, don't you? All right? All your time is spent on servicing, and you're not prospecting. You're not selling. You're not doing any marketing. And then you get to the bottom of that service and go, whew, okay, I got that delivered. Great. Okay. Now what do I do? Well, you got to start all over again. All right. So, so, so to, you have to find a way to, to even out the sales roller coaster. And that's the hardest part. So you're a management team of one. And until you bring someone on that can take care of the stuff that you don't want to do, okay, the office stuff that you don't want to do, you have to understand that and you have to manage that yourself until you get to that point. Now, getting to that point now means that you have to teach this person exactly how you want it done. Because if you don't and they make a mistake, it's on you, right? It's on you. And you can't hold anybody responsible for something that you didn't teach them. See, these are the lessons that a lot of entrepreneurs miss. 
You just spoke to my soul right there. <laughs> just spoke to my soul. Yeah, like Freddie moment. I'm going back to some of my memories and my dreams now. My this mind. is happening to me right now. <laughs> well, oh. praise God. <laughs> oh wow! I'm sorry. What was what, that question? What is it, what, you know, as a as a black man, yes, you know, yes. in Wisconsin, what does it feel like? You know, you know, for you to own and operate a business in, in your respected community. Uh, I would say it's a psychological advantage. Um, so for me, it was two hard years after college, not finding work. Um, you know, being, I think, in purpose, I was coaching football right away. That's what I know I wanted to do. I want to work with young black boys. Um, and my skill set at that point was athleticism. Um, I was going to be a teacher. I didn't work out, so I was coaching football. But back here in Milwaukee, I was working at a shoe store. Um, and I was coaching uh, football, as I said, and I was personal training to become a better football coach. And um, it was probably once, maybe a year in, I was getting stabilized. You know, I was paying my rent, had a dog, had a little bit of extra money in my pocket. And one of my clients said, uh, so what's next? And, I, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I just, I just got settled, man. But I know, you know, as a younger person, then being respectful and also, um, again, being open, being curious, I asked the question, like, what do you mean? So I just asked questions. And this person was successful in, in the uh, field of real estate. They said, well, I have some clients that have gyms and they, they need some help, it sounds like, with their personal training department. And I'm like, okay, cool. So what are you, what are you saying? He goes, you should start your own company. And I said, okay. And I went home and I asked young people all the time, like, have you Googled this? And they're looking at me like, I Google everything. So I went home and Googled how to be the best personal trainer without a gym. Because my focus was never to have a gym. And long story short, I, you know, I, I figured it out. So when I say psychological advantage, you know, the roller coaster, I had a hard spot, as I mentioned, back in 2013 before I made that pivot. I put all my eggs in the basket while putting on my own facility. Um and the, my partnership fell through, and I was really hurt by the idea. Like, I thought I had a location, and this guy is a true entrepreneur. Like, he, there's no question about it. So when I was working with him, you know, he's paying me my rate, but my deal with him was, hey, I'm only going to train you if I also get a location. I need, a, I need a building. He said, no problem. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm all excited. The roller coaster, I'm at the bottom of the roller coaster. Like, great, I sold this guy. Boom, I got the location. And about three months later, I'm like, hey, what's up with the location? He's like, well, sorry, man, my, me, it, it fell through. My other partners have other ideas for this building. And I was like, what? And I was I, I hurt. And uh, after I did the whole sale management thing, I trained somebody. Like, I spent all this money and time training my assistant. And I went to this guy and said, you know what I'm going to do? Like, what am I going to do now? He says, he didn't, I'm not going to say exactly what he said, but he goes, your entrepreneur, figure it out. And honestly, that's like the best advice I ever got. And that was the lowest point in my career because I was like, oh, if this guy is saying I'm an entrepreneur and this guy is doing big, big business, then I'm, I, I must be. And after that, that's when I, you know, I took some time off and I made that pivot. But I realized I need to find some other skills, the social service, human resource skill. So I had the hard skills of selling, prospecting. Um, but it was really a lot of head led, you know, the heart part was kind of gone at that point. So for me making that pivot to get back into the heart work was important for me to round it off. So yeah, for me, it's a psychological advantage and I'm not going to say it's not, I'm not going to say it's not hard or easy. Um, but I know even for right now, let's say, let's be real, let's be honest because of COVID-19 and the fight for social justice, we're unicorns. You know, like we're all, we're, people are looking, for, actively looking for us, right. And being consistent Someone wants to do some DEI stuff. I go, hey, look, I'm not diversity, equity, inclusion. That's not my skill set. I go, but if you want to have some some belongingness, make people feel like they're included and belong to the group, I can do that as a coach. So I think right now, you know, it's not, not only a psychological advantage, but also maybe a financial advantage because people are looking for black men in business to help people feel motivated and also empower them. That's a good point. And when you ever get get one of those diversity things that you don't do, let me give you my number, all right? <laughs> I got you. Now, now let me tell you why. Because, uh, and this is this is critical. This is this kind of stuff is important because I need I need to find that work. Not because I'm a diversity um, trained social um, science bachelor's master's degree anything like that. No, it's because what I do changes people's perspective. 
you see. And if you can change the perspective, then you can get you can get greater and better, clearer understanding. Um, but from that perspective of of who you are and what you do and why you do what you do, it it's um there's clarity. So when you talk about about that and, and uh, that we're unicorns, man, that that hit me. That hit me, and I thank you for that because you're right. Folks want to talk. How do I say this correctly? I think that there are many people that want to talk to a black man about what it's like to be a black man without being an angry black man. Okay, I'm looking for a black man that's got a certain skill set, who knows who he is, who can give me an intelligent conversation about what's going on inside of a black man's head. Okay, um, what's going on inside of a, the, the, the head of a black man who's the head of a family? What kinds of things do you worry about where your wife is concerned, where your children are concerned? That, uh, and, and how did you get to this place you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur? And what is, it you, what is it that you offer that makes you so valuable? Yeah, that's, that's, that's key. So unicorns, is a, that's, a, that's a great statement. That's a great statement. I love everything you gentlemen just said. And I just want to ask, I just want to ask this question. It's, it could be a yes and no simple answer. So if you were able to start over again, bring it back to another point in your life where things were maybe hard or you made a bad decision or something, would you change anything? My quick answer is no. I can elaborate, but I'll say no right away. Would I change anything? Well, you have, I mean, you're free to elaborate. You know, I just, I just want to know yes or no in the beginning, but elaborate for sure. It's super cliche. You know, mm -hmm. people say if I, if, if things that happened didn't happen, would I be where I am now? That's a cliche answer. But literally all the things that happen, you learn from, right? Either you lose or you learn, right? And I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a I'm not a loser, right? So I'm a, I'm gonna learn from those things. So even at that point, and be really clear, I lost all my savings when that all my savings were, were were done. Then that guy said, "Figure it out." And again, that was just the, the, the a mindset, a perspective shift for me. Oh, and this person I'm talking about was in the news for millions of dollars that he owed. So my perspective was, if this guy is showing to my sessions on time, happy, not complaining. I only have a little, you know, a couple thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars. He has, he has a couple million dollars. I'll, I'll figure it out, right? So that that lesson for me has been such. I go, I go back to that on a regular basis that I can figure it out. So if I didn't have these these losses, I don't know if I would be able to take the next loss. But because I've had losses in the past, I feel very confident that if there's a loss coming up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of it. It's something bigger coming behind that. So. I don't want to go backwards. I only want to move forward, but take those lessons I've learned then and apply it to the future. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. Um, when you put it in, uh, put it like that, it's, it reminds me of an illustration that I did just maybe three weeks ago about this same thing. So to answer your question, as much as it hurt, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it do hurt. Man, that's the hurt. <laughs> You know, I'm not gonna lie about that. That was painful. That was that was you know tears welling up and all of this kind of stuff. And you think to yourself, "Am I really supposed to be doing that?" Hundred percent. Is this really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> this? Come on, man! I thought we were tighter than that. <laughs> you know, it's a you you go through it, man, and and that's it. You go when you're going. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the the most important word in that scripture is through. Okay, you have to keep going. You have to keep going. You don't learn anything if you don't. But once you've learned that lesson, you don't have to repeat that. You don't have to repeat that process. You probably will, but you have a different perspective of going through. Okay, this is just a necessity. This is just something that I got to work through. So now, um, but the illustration that I did was, and I have no idea when this came up or, or why, but it's about, about about a month ago. You fight, you lose. You fight, you lose. You fight. You learn, you lose. You fight, you learn. You lose, you fight, you lose. You fight, you learn, you win. You fight, you learn, you win. You fight, you win. You fight, you win. You fight, you win. You fight, you lose. You fight, you learn. You fight, you lose, you learn, you win. You fight, you lose, you learn, you win. You fight, you win. You fight, you win. You fight, you learn. That process is going on all the time.
all the time. And if you, if you take out, if you refuse to learn from your losses, you don't grow. You, you, you're, you're stagnant, and, then, and that's where give up comes from. Mm-hmm. Why should I keep doing this? It's not worth it. Baby, you don't know what's in front of you. You have no idea the people that you're going to reach, the lives that you will change if you will just keep going. Let's I, just going off of that. Let's let's talk to the younger you, you know, the younger you. And let's 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 really speak to the younger brothers that's going to have the ability to listen to this specific podcast. Let's bring it back in, you know, speaking to the younger you and the younger brothers out there that can can learn from you and be mentored by you um, just by off your, your words. Um, you know, what advice would you give to those younger brothers and your younger self um, and, you know, younger entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs wishing to start a business in this state and in this community or just be business owners? What advice are you, you know, would you give to to them you don't know what you don't know you know so uh, you know one part of this uh psychology i would say or mindset entrepreneurship is is, is the is confidence and as a 22 year old that i had to really believe that i knew what i didn't know and i'm not saying that that's something that you can you can bypass because if i didn't have that i'm not sure what have happened so i had to really believe in myself at the same time i was always open to new mm-hmm. ideas right even with that openness, I think I was still closed off more than I could have been. So with that said, seek mentorship. You know, there's, I, I know for my, for me, for example, there's people who want to pour into me and, and if that's the, the opportunity that's in front of me, you know, take that opportunity and then, and then, and then capture it. And sometimes that entrepreneur, sometimes that mentorship doesn't come in direct time because JD's busy, Rajan, you're busy. So it might come in a text message. It might come in you following their page. It might come in you going to one of their workshops and actually paying for it. You know, so I tell people all the time that, you know, my mentors are sometimes a video on YouTube. It's a book that I read. It's a quote. You know, sometimes it's a person. People that I want to talk to are busy people, though. So I have to respect that because right now I'm in that same space where I can give you 20 minutes. But you got to come on time. Be prepared. I don't have time to help you walk through some of the emotional things that you want to work through because I just don't have the time. It's outside of my scope. So I would say for younger entrepreneurs, especially black males, find someone that's a little bit further along than you are and then uh, respect their their time, right, their their talent and their treasure, right? And with that said, there's always somebody that's looking up to you that you can also pour into. Right. Even if it's just like your brother, your cousin, somebody in your family, it might be. But that's going to also help you realize how it feels to be a mentor and build some of that empathy, build some of that compassion. Because uh, for me, there was times in my life where I'm just like, man, nobody wants to help me. And I realized, like, nah, the help is right there. You're just not you're just not taking it the way they want to give it. And, you know, as I, and as I get you know more successful in the sense of uh, my life is the way I want it to be. Just making sure I'm, ta- I'm talking to two, three, four, five young people. You know, if it's just like, hey, man, I'm thinking about you, a quick text message. If it's actually walking somebody through a job. I have one of my young people right now who's homeless, you know, helping them figure out the process of Googling it. Hey, how's that look today? You know, going back and forth. So I would say mentorship on, on the way up, but also on the way, d- not way up or down. Mm-hmm. Find someone a little bit further along than you to pour into. And then find somebody that's a little bit behind you are, right, younger than you in, in time or in um, talent and pour into those people. Yeah, um, that's that's good. That's exactly it. It's um, pouring into people is is necessary. Um, from a biblical perspective, um, we know who the apostle Paul was, and we know that Paul mentored Timothy. Okay, Paul was mentored by Barnabas, so it's got to go both ways. You you have to see yourself in the middle. So you've got to learn from somebody, as Ambrose said, but you have to be willing to to give what you've learned. Um, that was a lesson that, that I had learned when I was starting uh, Kinsman Warriors. It was because God had said, these are the men that I want you to work with. And, and these are guys that, are, that were, uh, at that time, um, I was working inside of Oshkosh Correctional Institution, and I needed to bring them out and help them get back on their feet and, and have some, some type of success. So that meant I had to create all of the material that, that they needed. Well, that was, that was tough because I'd never, I hadn't had that experience. So how am I going to get that experience? I don't want to make a mistake and, and have that experience, okay? Uh, but I need, to, I need to be close enough to someone who has it. They can 
tell me, partner with me about what that's like, and so they can tell me this is what these guys need, then because of my resources, and I can go and find that, um, those things are people that can, can do that. And so, again, so that's, let's see, I was in 2000 and, since 2004, so I've been doing uh, Kinsman Warrior since 2004, but that mentorship part is, is key. Um, what I would say along the lines of what would, what would these young men need, um, working with a um, company, with a prep school here in town is, uh, is exactly that. We've got these, these young black men that are in high school. One of the things that's most important to me is foster care, and especially those, those seniors that are about to graduate from high school, they haven't been involved in the system. So there's no other, there's no support because they haven't been involved in the system. That's a good thing. But because they haven't been involved in the system, there's no consistent ongoing support. So this transition thing, this, this next step is what I call this nonprofit that's in my heart to do, to help um, 18-year-olds, high schoolers that are about to graduate or leave the, the, um, the foster care system to have a place to stop and get the training that we're talking about now so they can make a good transition, they can make the good next step. Um, that's necessary. What I say to people, um, young entrepreneurs, trust, trust what's inside of you. And you have to experiment with your dream all the time. You, you have to. You have to bump up against some stuff. You've got to, you've got to get your nose bloody sometime. You've got to find out what doesn't work for you. All of that is a process of, of self-discovery because once you know who you are, then you know who you and then find out who you are when you're at your best. Those are the things that change your life and put you on the path to say, okay, I can do this. I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then after a while, Empress, you know this, you become fearless. You become absolutely fearless. Nothing can stop you. But until you know that about yourself and until you've, you've, you've learned how to overcome those difficulties and obstacles, you, you, you're a pinball, you know. And pinballs are those, those individuals that are controlled by the opinions and the actions of others. They just, you know, it's, you've got to, somebody's got the flippers and, and off you go. Yeah. So our, our job, our job, and I'm thinking about the three of us here, our job is to, to receive the coaching from someone who's a little further down the road than we are, but also to reach back, take a hand or two or three or five, and, and talk with some people. You know, I've got young men that, that, you know, it's an average of five at a time that I'm, that I'm working with that, that, that say, J.D., I, I need some help. Can, can you, you get some time? Sometimes it's 20 minutes. Sometimes if he's going through something, it's, it's an hour. It's an hour and a half because sometimes, gentlemen, we're rescuing guys that are on the brink. You know, one more day, you know, two more, two more days from now, and life could be a whole lot different. And, and he called you, okay? He called you because he knows there's something inside of you that can help. Buck up, okay? Take the, take the time, do what you need to do, because when it's all said and done, it's not about you, okay? It's not about you. It's, it's about what we're doing with our future. And honestly, I'm I'm big on everything you just spoke about the younger generation and making sure we're we're really cultivating that that specific part of the black culture, the black family, the black um, lifestyle. You know, because they they are the future. You know, and you know a lot of this podcast is about specific highlighting and spotlighting you guys and your your business, but your words. That you that you've been able to deliver on this podcast tonight is going to change a younger person's life, you know, and it's going to. I am very intentional, and I want to be very intentional how we get this this podcast and this knowledge out there to make sure that young the younger generation is listening, you know, to make sure that this this is the platform for that for you to you know you mentioned you can't necessarily you don't have a, a lot of time to be meeting you know people or you know you only have twenty minutes. Well, this is here's an hour of you speaking you know here's an hour of you you know instead of me having to reach out to you let's go on this on this platform and there there there's your words right there and you both you gentlemen did i mean an amazing job really um you know pouring out your heart i feel like do you feel like you you oh, know yeah. i think yeah. there's still some left in Imbros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we got a couple more minutes i want to give you the the floor to to say what you feel right now you know in case we i, I maybe missed something or something you want to you know just specifically get out into the universe i mean i love the last part that you said right so i met rajon 
through some emails with some Google forms. Right. I didn't know who this guy was or what he was really doing, but I'm like, oh, it's a young black man at, at, at Madison who's doing a research project. That's how I remember meeting you. And it's like, you filled a survey. And it's like, yep, I filled a survey. And then, hey, can you tell me about some other people who are doing cool things in entrepreneurship? I didn't really know what it was. I'm like, yeah, I got some friends that are doing entrepreneurship. I'm not even sure who I put on the list. I kind of remember because I got some usual suspects. But my point is um, you never know what your uh, next step is going to be, but always trying to do that, 5149, supporting other people, right? It was a two-minute survey I think it took, right? That was maybe like a year, a year, year and a half ago. And now a year and a half later, I'm sitting here with not only with Ray John, but with JD, who I'm going to be talking to in the future, right? So this connectivity, this networking I'm trying to get to is a thing that if I can go back and change anything, it was my networking, right? So I went to Dominican high school and even thinking about that, like, wow, I have friends who are doing really cool things that I, I still stay in touch with now. But there was a point in my life where I had to let that go. But you can always circle back. So me and my buddy just went to, you know, get some beer, get some food, go bowling, just a group of guys, then I'm thinking about my, my college network as well. Where I'm like, man, I went to spend all this money to go to college with all these people across the country that I don't tap into a lot, right? So I called one of my buddies last week uh, after I had my, um, my iPhone had a um, slideshow on it. Sent my buddy a picture of the slideshow for, from his wedding that I was in. He's divorced. So I called my other buddy from the wedding, and I was like, hey, are you aware of so-and-so's divorce? He's like, no. So I'm like, okay, Ambrose. I get to be intentional and check in with the people that are near and dear to me. If I went to your wedding, right, I would think that I would be more in touch with you. Uh, so I'm trying to say here is that today I've I've expanded my network. If anybody's listening, watching this, if you want to tap in, please do. Because you never, you never know what's going to happen by just sending an email, sending a DM to someone, uh, you know, even taking someone's business card and calling them. Like I took JD's business card. I have it still. I'm going to take another one today. And I will call him and ask him for coffee, lunch, for a phone call, go up to Green Bay. And uh, young people, the more that you do that, when you are 30, 40, 60, whatever, how old you are, you're going to have a network of people that uh, either you've poured into or they poured into you. And that's a two-way street, right? So I get as much as pouring into other people as I get from getting poured into. And that relationship is what makes, you know, growth and learning possible. I, I agree with that. Um, I'm often asked, J.D., you know, you, you, you do a lot, man. You do a lot. I got, I got work to do. There's no doubt about that. But it's okay because I want to be here till I'm 120. I got time. <laughs> so how do you do all the stuff that you do? And my answer to that is, well, well God points out what's important for me to do, and I, I do my best to focus on that and, and to stay in that lane. So I'm like, Ambrose, when you, when you contacted me probably about that same time and said, I got this thing, I want to do this survey, and I hadn't. No idea. And what's interesting is that at that time, I wasn't doing what I'm doing right now. I, I was doing some of it, but I wasn't doing it as consistently as I wanted to. So you were another catalyst for me to get here. And I don't, I don't know if I ever told you that. So thank, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Because when you were asking me those questions, it, it reminded me. Start preaching here in a minute. <laughs> it reminded me of who I am. All right. And because of that, because, because that part of my life was important to you, it reminded me how important it is to me. And it caused me to start moving in that direction again. It, 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 um, that, I think the word is inertia. Okay? I, I, needed, I needed this push to, to get through that period and, and start just thinking about it. And I think that there are a whole lot of other young black entrepreneurs out there that have, that have just let go of the dream because they're just not sure. And so my hope is that if that is the case for you, is this, this is the camera, right? Okay. So if that is the case for you, call us. Call Rajan. He'll put you in contact with someone who is uh, along the same lines of what you're doing. Like Ambrose and I don't do the same thing, but we're in the same genre. And sometimes that's, that's as close as you need to be to talk to somebody that has some experience with what you're going through. The work is not the same. Let me tell you, the process is. <laughs> the process certainly is. So if we can help you in any way at all, reach out. Okay? If you don't know, then show this to your parents so that they can reach out. We'd be happy to spend some time with y'all and just, just walk you through what it is we've experienced and how to get from point A to point B. Sometimes it's just a simple stuff. Make a decision. 
Write some stuff down. Tell yourself who you are when you're at your best. This is what I want to do. This is what's burning in my heart to do. This is why. And it really has to be not about you, but about how you can contribute. That's where the success is. It's your contribution that makes you successful. Suzanne, can we, can we make sure we get that clip from the start to the beginning? When he looked in the camera, I want, to, I want that. I want, I want that whole scene right there clip. And that fight, learn, win, lose. I yeah, need to have that in my, my morning routine. For five we need that, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to take that one, too. It's going to be like an intro to a video. I like that he kept going for a, a long time because it's, I mean. So it's true, right? That's yeah, a, you feel. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah, I, I was like, that. okay, don't stop too early now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get to that one. It never does. <laughs> it really never does. Well, um, I mean, we've come to kind of to the end of our conversation today and uh, i just want to you know say gratitude and appreciation um for you two gentlemen to come out here this morning we're here at eight in the morning um very very early you know but what do they say you know um what do they say? They the say early bird gets the worm. <laughs> and, and the chai. <laughs> and the chai, you know. Yes. It's, it's good. I want to make sure, um, you know, people and the viewers are able to um, find you too. So I'll give you the floor to, um, you know, share how they can, your, your name again, your business name, um, maybe the location and its mission, and then just like some social media platforms or, uh, you know, the location of your business. How can they find you? I'm J.D. Murphy, Mentor Systems. The purpose, again, is to help people understand and attain more of their potential. Uh, I'm in Green Bay. Uh, Mentor1, Mentor1GB at gmail.com. I'm working on the social media stuff, so I'm going to talk with, with uh, Ray John and with Ambrose about how to do that. Because, you know, this, by the way, this is not gray. This is platinum. <laughs> All right. Which means that I'm not as socially social media adept as these guys are. I need to learn some of that stuff or hire someone that can, right? But um, um, so in Green Bay, and if you, if you need me, the number is 920-360-1480. Be happy to help. Mm-hmm. Tap in with JD for sure. Yeah, cool. Ambrose WB. Uh, Rajan gave me a layup with the who are you. I didn't say explicitly. So I'm a mental performance coach. My background is in health and wellness. So personal training, nutrition coaching, uh, breath work meditation coach. But my main focus is mental performance coaching. And what I say that is, is the art and science of helping people overcome the barriers that hold them back from their from their success and their goals, which is typically your belief system, your habits or lack thereof, your routines. Right, so I hope people build those in a way they can be more successful, especially when times are tough. So you can find me online at Ambrose WB One or most on all the social platforms. My business is Maspebo Fitness. Think about the words mind, spirit, body, smashed together. Uh, but Ambrose WB, you'll find me online. And right now, my website is probably the best place to find me: www.ambrosewb.com. If you like this podcast, leave me a five star review. Or sign up for my newsletter, and I give you a free uh, a free consultation workbook. I got something for you, right? So that's probably the best place to find me. Mm-hmm. Tap in with Brother Ambrose. So um, just to reflect on some things before we get to the end here of what we talked about. We talked about who you are when you're at your best. We talked about spirituality within entrepreneurship, mentorship, which is so important to our community, physical strength cause to, to keep you going. Um, you said multiple times, keep going, don't stop. Um, we talked about career coaching, um, emotional intelligence. It's something that I dive deep into a lot within my career and my, my personal self. Um, positive energy within yourself social circle um the what's your purpose finding that purpose you know a lot when i hear purpose i hear what is your why um you know integrity and then i i I wrote in right after you just um got done saying it your belief system and being able to find who you are and what you truly believe in is very important within growth so um that is a lot of things that we talked about we went over a lot of things in a short span so um i do like to like to mention to our viewers that these two gentlemen um did meet meet each other about a month ago but that was their first time they're, they're just meeting each other kind of now you know and that just speaks to the natural ability for um black people to connect you know and uh, especially throughout this pandemic we lose that connection because everyone's kind of just you know doing the home thing but um that's why it's so important for us to do this in person which you kind of mentioned before so um it was a pleasure to um be able to listen to your words and to be in this position to continue learning like you said from other people who are a lot more established to you and have more experience 
experience because that's important, especially in our community that lacks a lot of mentorship, right? So um, I, I'm really excited to get these this podcast out there and, uh, you know, kind of continue um, with all of our missions, you know, continue to um, be trailblazers for our, our community. So it's important that we honor and highlight the black trailblazers who've paved the way for this conversation, um, for this space and opportunity to be free of restrictions and limitations as a community and country. We are black entrepreneurs of Wisconsin and our voices and experiences matter. Um, we are essential to the economic growth and development of this state. And uh, it's an honor to share space with such prominent entrepreneurs and established to learn more holistic, holistically about you. Because it is important that we continue being role models for our youth and community members. And uh, a lot of times we look for outside support when we have everything we need right here in our circle and within our people, you know. And um, sharing our stories inspires many, providing physical proof that it's possible no matter who you are and where you are. JD said it multiple times today. Don't stop. Keep going. Again, this is real. This is authentic. This is In Our Words podcast. We are out. <laughs>